Welcome to Viva La Volva, the podcast that explores and teaches about the goodness of the vulva. Here is your host, Dr. Kara Quant, an internal medicine doctor and advocate for female sexual health. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Viva La Volva podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kara Quant, and I would like to thank you for joining me today. Today, I want to talk about how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. There's been a couple things that have come up in my practice with patients, and I feel like it's a good conversation to have. I also did uh, have this discussion with Stasha Washburn um, in her class. I did a class uh, where I talked about how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. So I felt like this was a good conversation to have and to bring to everyone that is listening. Because again, we're living in a weird time. You know, during the pandemic, we are doing a lot more telemedicine. Uh, We are maybe seeing our doctors less, or maybe you're seeing your doctor more because you have COVID or because you have some other condition that you need to be seen in person for. It doesn't matter whether you're being seen in person or over the phone. I want to give you some tips on how to better advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. So have a pen and paper ready. If you want to listen to this again, listen to it again. Let your friends and family know about it because I feel like this is going to be a great episode. I mean, I always think the episodes are going to be great, but this one, especially on how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. So the first tip that I recommend is to know the medicines and everything, the medicines that you're taking and why you are taking them. I cannot tell you how many times I have had a patient come in, say they're on a list of medicines and don't know what any of them do. And you don't have to know the specific details. You don't know how, you don't have to know the molecular, the way that they work molecularly. All you need to do is, hey, this is my blood pressure medicine. This is my diabetes medicine. This is my medicine to help with my thyroid. It's really helpful for you to know what medicines that you're on and why you're on those medicines. And the reason why I say that is because you have to walk into the doctor's office already knowing some information. You need to know what your medical conditions are. You need to know, yes, what medicines that you're on. You need to know the reason why they're using those medicines for you. Again, it's just, it's so important for you to know that because I feel like if you want to advocate for yourself, you need to advocate for yourself and you need to know more about what is going on with you as well as the medicines that you're on. So I can better, as a doctor, I can better advocate for you. I can do things more for you. If you know the medicines that you're on, and if you're on a list of medicines, it's okay to have a list that you carry in your wallet, in your purse, in your pocket, 
especially when you're going to the doctor's office or even if you're doing a telemedicine visit. I, as a doctor, need to be able to help you. And if I want to prescribe a certain medicine and I can't prescribe that medicine because it actually interacts with the other medicines that you're on, then that's a really important factor. So number one tip, and I keep saying this over and over again, really know the medicines that you're on and know the reason why you're on those medicines, period. And if you have a list of them, please write them down and update them on a regular basis. If you are prescribed new medicines, if you're prescribed a different dose of the medicine, it's helpful to write those down, especially when there's a dose change. So that is tip number one. Number two, ask questions about your diagnosis. So if someone diagnosed you with fibroids, if someone diagnosed you with endometriosis, if someone diagnosed you with herpes, if someone diagnosed you with whatever, chlamydia, have that provider explain to you what does this mean? Does this mean I have to be on medicine for life? Does this mean I can't get pregnant? Does this mean I need to have a surgery? Does this mean... Have someone explain it to you because there's many patients that come in and they are given a diagnosis. And for myself, I believe I am a a detail-oriented doctor. I spend some time and talk specifically about the diagnosis and what this means for them short-term and long-term. But it is helpful for you to know what you're being diagnosed with. And if they prescribe some medicine, again, what is the reason why you're giving me this medicine? Please, we are in a time where it's okay to have a conversation with your doctor. I mean, I am a, I would say I'm a young doctor compared to the other doctors that I work with, but times are changing when it comes to the patient provider relationship. And I know for my medical school, in my training, we were taught about the patient-doctor relationship, meaning that it was a, a balanced relationship. We were on the same level. We were actually taught about patient-centered care. So having a conversation about the diagnosis, having a conversation about the treatment options, because you do have options, or oftentimes you, you do have options. And so I have always been taught about the patient comes first, and they need to be well informed. So the doctor is no longer the hierarchy. They're no longer the person that you need to listen to straight you can't ask any questions and you get the prescription and you just leave without, without saying anything. It's really important for you to have a dialogue with your doctor. And if there is, if you feel that there is a limited time, a, a limited amount of time for you guys to have this conversation, you can always make a follow-up appointment because we are doing a lot of telemedicine. You can do a follow-up appointment very easily and you don't have to go into the office in order to be seen. You can have this conversation over the phone. 
But it is very important for you to know that your doctor is at the same level as you. There is no hierarchy. And many doctors, I'm not saying all, but many doctors are centered towards the patient and they want their patient to get better. And if you have any questions, please speak up about it. Please ask. There has been so much misinformation out there. I can't tell you how many times I have had a conversation with a, a patient about diabetes. What is diabetes? How can it affect you? If you don't take your medicines, what can it do to you long term? Yeah, if you don't take any medicine, what's going to what can happen to you? Certain medicines that you're on, what are the side effects of the medicines that you're on? I will generally go over a lot of that information. I'll spend extra time, an extra five or 10 minutes to have the conversation to make sure that when the patient leaves, they feel good, maybe not feel good about the diagnosis, but they at least feel, feel good about the plan moving forward. So ask as many questions as you want. And if you feel like your doctor is not advocating for you, is not listening to you, is not, yeah, I would say listening to you, then you can find a new one. There are so many doctors that are out there, specialists less so, especially very, you know, subspecialized. Those are more hard to find. But for the primary doctors, if you feel like you are not being heard, and this is a repetitive thing, this continues going on with your doctor, then request a different doctor. Ask for a different doctor. We are not going to be personally hurt by changing of providers. This is advocating for yourself. So do it. Ask questions. And if you feel like the, uh, the questions are not being answered or if you feel like you're just not being heard, switch to a different person. It is okay. It is very okay. So that is tip number two. Tip number three actually goes along the same lines, but kind of going into along the same lines as tip one, you can always request another provider, especially if you feel unheard. It happens. I work in a place where patients are can request to have a different provider and have expressed their concerns to me that they want a different person. It really is okay to do that. Along those same lines in uh, tip number three would be asking for a chaperone. And when I say ask for a chaperone, so if you are in, if you are having, if you're with a provider in person and there is a sensitive exam that needs to be done. So they either need to do a pap smear, they need to do a vaginal exam, they need to do a digital rectal exam, whatever is since they need to do a breast exam, it is completely, completely okay and warranted for you to ask for a chaperone. So if that provider does not offer you a chaperone, you can always request one, especially if you don't feel very comfortable 
with this provider, especially if it is the opposite sex. If it's the opposite sex as, you know, you or woman, the provider is a male and you don't feel really comfortable with this provider, you could always, always, always ask for a chaperone. No questions asked. No further information needed. Especially in the time of Me Too. There have been some people uh, that I actually worked with that uh, in training, these are my higher ups and found out later that one person in particular was found to be sexually assaulting women in their practice. And that is uncalled for. So in this time and in any time, it doesn't matter. But in this time that we're in, it is always important to ask for what you need. Um, And if a chaperone is needed, if you feel more comfortable with a chaperone in the room, please, please ask for it. Oftentimes I will provide or I will offer patients a chaperone and they will decline and that's okay. And some people will be like, yeah, I want somebody. Well, I'll bring somebody in the room. No big deal. So ask for a chaperone when there are sensitive exams that need to be done. Period. And the last and final one, the final tip is to speak up. So to advocate for yourself is to speak up. If a medicine you feel like is not going to help you, if you feel like you're having very strong pain, if you feel that whatever it may be, you're, you're being misdiagnosed and you need a little bit more information about the diagnosis, speak up, ask. We are humans, doctors, nurse practitioners, physician's assistants. We are humans. We may misspeak. We may not give you information not because we don't want to, just because we forgot to give you that information. If you need anything clarified, speak up about it. It's okay. And I would say that for patients, especially my African-American people out there with pain, there have been studies out there saying that us as providers do not adequately treat pain for African-American patients, especially women, because we feel that their pain, they could either be exaggerating it or they're stronger and they can tolerate pain more. No, (laughs) if you feel like your pain is not being adequately addressed, if you feel like your pain is very bad and can't be controlled, with the medicine that you were given, speak up, really speak up about it. It's important. It's important for you to advocate for yourself. There are a lot of patient advocators that are out there. So a lot of health systems will have patient advocators. So if you feel like you can't advocate for yourself, you can always ask either the the doctor, or you can ask the front desk if there's any patient advocators that can advocate on your behalf. And usually they will kind of break down uh, diagnoses for you. They'll ask questions that maybe you didn't think of. 
there'll be a person that is on your side if you feel scared that you can't speak up for yourself. But when those advocators are not there, it is so important for you to advocate for yourself. And on this day, whatever day you are listening to this podcast, Dr. Care Quant is giving you permission, giving you permission to speak up for yourself and to advocate for yourself. Because oftentimes nobody else will. If it's not us, if it's not our, I'm talking about me as a patient, if it's not us advocating for ourselves, then nobody else will. And the problem may continue happening. So that is it. Going over the tips again. One, know your meds and know what they are used for. Two, ask questions about your diagnosis. Three, you can always request another provider, especially if you feel unheard. And four, speak up. And the speak up, the last one is just for everything. So if you missed the other ones, just speak up, ask questions. And that is it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some information out of it. If you have any questions or comments or you just like the podcast, you can always email us at Dr. Kara, so D-R-C-A-R-A at VivaLaVolvaLA.org. You can always DM us at VivaLaVolvaLA. And if you enjoy this podcast, let your friends and family know, like it, subscribe to it, and that is it. So I am Dr. Kara Quant your host of the Viva La Volva podcast, and I'm out. Bye.